Yo, 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 what's going on, you guys? This is your host, Brandon. And this is Blake. And this is your favorite video game podcast, the Sticky Buttons Podcast. We're coming at you with a really special episode today. Blake, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, we've actually we've got some great games coming at you today. We've got two free-to-play games and one that you've got to shell out $70 for. So pull out your wallets, and we're going to get right into it. <laughs> First off, we're going to be talking about Marvel Snap, which oh, yeah. is a, a free-to-play card game on mobile, which, you know, probably raises a lot of red flags for people. But before we get into that, I want to ask you, Brandon, do you have any history with card games? Oh, man, do I? I used to play a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! as a kid. Yeah, I really, I still have some of those decks. You actually played, so you bought the cards, made the decks, and you played? Yeah, bro, I was really into you know, like I would assemble oh, yeah, decks, man. Pokemon, I had a lot of different cards. I even tried out Magic the Gathering at one point. It was all right, I didn't really get too into it. Oh, yeah, man. Baseball cards as well, I really liked collecting those. Still have a pretty thorough collection of baseball cards. That's awesome. Did you ever get into the Pokemon? Yeah, I did get into Pokemon cards. I didn't really like the battle aspect of it where you needed the energy cards. I have no idea how to do it. Place a move. Like, that was so, like, taxing. And you also needed, like, Pokemon coins. Oh, you need coins, too? Yeah, it was, like, a lot. I definitely played, like, my own version of Pokemon with a card game. Yeah, I think everybody did before. I mean, I never really learned how to play. But all I knew is if you put the coolest card down, you won. So... That's how I played. But I really kind of just wanted to talk about, you know, our history with it because, you know, card games are, they're so fun and they're very, I don't know, I guess kind of intertwined with the culture, you know, that we're in in today's day and age. Yeah. And the card games have really, you know, kind of popped up in popularity again, I would say. So I kind of just wanted to talk about our history with it and then just kind of talk about Marvel Snap. So... I guess some of my, I guess, memorable moments with card games in the past is when I was a kid, I originally, I traded some Pokemon. I was in the trading the Pokemon. I really liked the trading aspect of it. Yeah. I traded a Zapdos for that. Oh my gosh. What's the Pokemon with the two heads? A Doduo. Doduo. Yep. I traded a Zapdos for oh, a Doduo. That is not a fair trade at all. Well, you know what, Brandon? Little me. I stand by it to this day, man. Two heads are better than one. So, that was a bad trade. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> if you're unfamiliar, Zapdos is a legendary Pokemon. And the one that I got is a very common normal, normal Pokemon. But he has two heads. And eventually he, he gets heads. three heads. So, hey, look, Blake's math is a little young kid with sound. Two is better than one. So stand by it. <laughs> I remember at one point I traded all of my Pokemon cards for Bakugan balls. That's awesome. <laughs> so in retrospect, that was also a great decision. <laughs> was, you could have just bought some Bakugan balls. At I, the I should have. That, that would have been Because that's exactly what the kid who sold you those Bakugan balls did. He just went and bought more Bakugan balls, and now his Pokemon card collection got way thicker. Yeah. Well, so that's two strikes against Blake. Well, I guess we'll keep <laughs> going down the list. <laughs> I got into Magic a little bit. Dude, that's a fun Magic's fun. I got two starter decks, 
And then I traded all of my Yu-Gi-Oh cards to get a magic deck. And then I never got that magic deck. So don't know what happens there. Patrick, if you're out there, yo me a magic deck. Strike three, man. (laughs) That's strike three. And then I guess strike four is the two magic decks that I had. I learned that you couldn't even play them competitively because they were of a wrong gen. So I guess in order to stay up on magic, you have to buy you know, the current card set, the current gen. Same thing with Pokemon. I'm assuming same thing with Yu-Gi-Oh! Not really sure. And this all happened before I graduated high school. So I guess, I guess I've been burned quite a few times by card games, but I just love them. And I think they're so fun. They're so fun. Like getting the cards, building your deck and like beating somebody on wits alone, which Despite yeah. these <laughs> these strikes against my record here, was very good at playing. Dude, you got to get a Yu-Gi-Oh card deck, and we should duel. I would love to duel. I can't, man. I had a great deck, and now I've got nothing. So, <laughs> but this is where Pokemon Snap comes into it because it's a free-to-play mobile game. All you have to do, all you have to have, is a couple megabytes of storage space and an, an Apple account or an Android account. Download it on your phone, and you know, I guess right off the bat, you know, with a lot of these card games like Hearthstone, for example, you still, even though they're digital, you have to buy, you know, the current season or the current generation of the cards in order to stay competitive. And with Marvel Snap, I think you only, if you pay for their battle pass, they have a battle pass that is $10. And I think if, if you buy that, I think you might get one or two cards. But that's really insignificant because a lot of the times you unlock cards through playing the game and leveling your cards up. And one of the ways that they're making money, and I think they made $2 million in their first week. So it's a lot of money that people have spent. It's called a variant card and it's Marvel. And, you know, people love Marvel characters. So in order to get a variant, it's just the same card does the exact same thing, but it's got different art to it. And, you know, that's kind of Marvel's whole ethos, you know, from the beginning. They'd have a comic book, have two or three covers. You know, it's the same same story with a different cover. Might have different art. One might look cooler than the other. And that's kind of how they're making their money. So all these variants are like $10. So That's, I guess, the bad out of the way. But, like, truthfully, I haven't spent a dime. I don't plan to. And I'm still, you know, winning the vast majority of my matches because the game is just so fun and it really allows you to think and be clever, which I think is just what card games really do best. It allows you to build a deck, allows you to strategize, and then it just allows you to have fun. And when you get into these matches, like, I timed a couple. They have not been over five minutes. So I played one this morning while I was waiting for the A and I played one just to show like my coworker as they were like packing up their bag. And I was like, it was done by the time they packed up their bag. So it's very quick. It is very snappy. So, I mean, you're in and out of a match in like, let's say like five minutes at the max. So I actually, the actual maximum is like six minutes because there are six turns and every turn can only last a minute, but they never do. So I've only been timed out once just because I just wanted to see what happened. And so I guess just to get into it really quick. So the way that it works is you've got a deck of cards 
and you've got three different locations. You can call them three different lanes. And each of those lanes, so I guess you can think like a middle lane, a right lane, and a left lane. And the way that it works, the leftmost lane gets revealed on the first turn. And it's basically this little like icon. It's kind of like a square. And it just says what this location, what this lane, it has an effect. And that effect can be anything. And it's really fun because there's just so many of them. Like I hardly ever get, I mean, I get repeats because I played it a lot, but like there are just so many that like I've seen so many and they really don't come up all that often. It's like if you play five matches in a row, that's going to be three different locations per match. You know, you're going to have 35 different locations. I don't know how many there actually are. You hardly ever see repeats. So like, let's say on turn one, something's revealed. The location revealed is there's a minus two ninja in this lane from the get-go. And the next one is if you play a card here, it duplicates it to another location. Or if you play here, shuffle five rocks into your deck and a rock is like a zero card. So like there's all these like adverse effects and it's really fun just to play them. Like truthfully, like it is just so fun. Like it's pretty magical. I'm not going to lie. And I've just been having so much fun with it. Like I truly, the first time that I like sat down to play it, it was like, I plan on playing it for like 10, 15 minutes and then move on to another game. I played it for like three hours straight. No joke. The first time I picked it up. So I think that just speaks to how good of a game it is. And aren't the matches fairly quick? Yeah. Yeah. They're very quick. Like you're in and out in three to five minutes and it's really fun. And it's tutorialized very well too. Like, I hate, you know me, I hate tutorials. It was very simple. It was really good. Well, that's good. I, I definitely got to download that, try it out. Marvel Snap definitely has like a League of Legends-esque vibe to it, it sounds like, which I really like. Yeah, I mean, it's really fun just outwitting people and, and having a good time with the cards you've unlocked. Because you can really build all kinds of different decks. What kind of characters are they? Are they, is it like Black Panther and like... Hawkeyes and like people from the MCU. Yeah, but there's also a lot of people that I haven't, that I don't know. Like there's one, for example, Jessica Jones. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I actually do know Jessica Jones. I think there's a show on, on her on Netflix. Oh, wow. Well, I didn't really know anything about Jessica Jones, but she is one of my favorite cards to play. And here, I guess I can show you my whole card collection. So yeah, I'll just go down the whole list. So a lot of these people I don't necessarily know. So these are all the cards that I have unlocked. There's Ant-Man, Hawkeye, Angel, Iron Fist, Korg, Mantis, Misty Knight, Nightcrawler, Quicksilver, UA2, The Watcher, Cable, Medusa, Star-Lord, Colossus, Domino, Scarlet Witch, The Sentinel, like the Sentinels from Iron Man, Shocker, Wolverine, Ironheart, Wolfsbane, Mr. Fantastic, The Punisher, Cyclops. And it's really cool. It's like, this is a good example of this. They've got a card, like a lot of the times when you get a card, it, it kind of matches what the character would actually be in like the MCU. So like this card is called the Hulkbuster and it's the Hulkbuster suit. And when you play it, it attaches to another card and gives it a buff. So I think that, that like, that's really cool. And a lot of things are like that. Jessica Jones, Kayser, Moon Girl, no more the thing, White Queen, Iron Man, White Tiger, Blue Marvel, Devil Dinosaur, 
Gamora, Spider Woman, Abomination. That's awesome. Spectrum, Apocalypse. I don't know who this is, but it's like, oh, I just didn't know how to read his name. <laughs> Heimdall, Odin, and the Hulk. And that's, that's everybody sick, that I have right now. But yeah, and it's really fun because they all do so many different things. And you can only have 12 cards. So you can only have 12 cards in a deck. So, And you can only play a maximum. I guess that would be. I guess all 12. If you played all of your cards, I guess you could play all of your cards. There's only 12 spaces to play. But yeah, it's so fun. It's so cool, man. I'm really enjoying it. And I think anybody should give it a try. Especially because it's free to play. You can just try it, see if you like it. Definitely download Marvel Snap and try it out. Got to get hooked on the card games, man. Honestly, Brandon, I think you'd really like it. I think you should give it a try. Honestly, just download it right now, man. What's stopping you? <laughs> You're right. There's nothing stopping me from downloading it right now. You doing it? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> You're going to have a great time with it, man. Like, truly. I think it's going to be a lot of fun for you. I like the art for it already. Yeah, it's really sick. The art is really cool. It has a 4.3 out of 5 on the App Store. Well, for a free-to-play game, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> what do some of the reviews say? I dislike this 3000. This is a 2v1 game. Someone said almost nothing but positives. And for the most part, it has good reviews. Needs nerfs, but it's overall still amazing. Yeah, it's really fun, man. And the thing is, they have like weekly... I guess, locations that when they add them, like they're really OP. So like you really have to like utilize them. And I think that's kind of part of it. You know, it's like some locations are going to be like way overpowered than others. Oh, wow. They can like really change and make the whole game. But there's like a card, like Scarlet Witch, for example, her card, if she destroys a location, replaces it with a random different location. And I've used that before. I have it in my deck. And I think it's like, it can really change the tide for you. Because, you know, if like, let's say they've really utilized the location and maybe you don't have a deck to utilize that location, just zap it and get a new one. And Scarlet Witch is a fairly low cost card, like to use in terms of the energy cost to to play the card. I think it works really well. And I'm really enjoying it. And I don't know how you've been, Brandon, but I've been kind of fatigued on the whole Marvel Universe. I'm really into this, and I'm really enjoying it. Especially because, like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have to all fit together. And I think that that's it's a really good aspect of it. Yeah, I, I like it. It's a great way to, like, introduce a lot of new heroes. It seems yeah. like there's, there's a little bit of funny banter between them. Like right now I'm playing and I place Rogue next to Spider-Man. And Spider-Man's like, hi, I'm Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> he didn't have to say that, but I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. It was fun. I just played Star-Lord. Shout out to Guardians of the Galaxy. Hell yeah, man. And you know, I think everything that needs to be said is that Brandon's already playing it right now. So it's really so easy to get into it. So just, just give it a try. Oh, Medusa. I've never heard of Medusa. Yeah, there's a lot of characters I haven't heard of, like Medusa and like White Tiger. I don't know who White Tiger is, but I have her in my deck. Yeah, I've never heard of White Tiger either. But yeah, man. Marvel Snap. That's Yeah, once you finish that, we can move on to the next game. Finish the tutorial? Or once you just finish that game. 
Yeah. What's going on? Break it down for me. I'm holding two out of three locations right now. Yeah, so that's that's another thing. You only have to win two of them. You don't have to win all yeah. three. Yeah. And uh yeah, I'm just playing card. I just played down Iron Man. Oh wow, these guys. Iron Man's down. a really OP card. Let's play down a level nine abomination. But I have a level twelve Hulk. So smash him, bro. Smash him up. Hulk smash. Oh, America Chavez is put in the oh, but she is no match for Hulk. Hulk just smashed up the whole squad. I just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got that W. There you go, man. Marvel Snap. Brandon just got his first taste. Yeah. Of <laughs> Let's go, fun. man. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, once you get a little bit more into it and unlock some more cards and can create your own deck, like it's it's really fun. Because I mean, I think I've created five decks at this point. Oh wow! Is there a hero that you're using a lot more than others? I use Quicksilver every match, which is the first card they give you. I think it's really useful because oh, reliable. Quicksilver's ability is it's always going to show up on the first turn. And then there's another card that's always going to show up on the second turn. And I have them both in my deck. So, I mean, there's only six turns. I mean, to know what you're going to do the first two, it's kind of repetitive. But I've really got a lot of like, I try to stay away from the cards that are very situational, which means they're like really good in a certain situation. And then I try to make my deck as adaptable as possible. So I've realized that I tend to go for, or I'm at the moment, I am tending to go for a lot of, I actually just switched it up because I did have a lot of like high power cards. And then I was like, you know, I think I want to switch it up and maybe play more of the lower, maybe lower scoring, but more adaptable cards. So I guess we'll see. I actually, with this current deck that I made, I've lost more with it than I've lost with my other ones, which were just like, go for the power. But I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think is it makes me think about it in a new way. And I think maybe finding a middle ground there might really work for me personally. But everybody has their own play style and their own strategy. So yeah, I really like Jessica Jones. I even started reading one of her comics, but I don't like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I might I think I might bail. But yeah, that's Marvel Snap. I mean it, it truthfully it is like so much fun. So I recommend anyone checking it out. But on to our next game, man. You want to kick it off, Brandon? You wanna, I yeah. Guess. Our next title is gonna be a really popular game that we probably have never covered before on the pod. We may have only mentioned briefly. I don't think so I don't think we've ever talked about it. Not a single time. It's gonna be Overwatch. It's a really fun title. You know, I've got into maybe one or two, two years ago now. So you played the and first one. I played the first one. Very familiar with the first one. So you kind of just want to give us a breakdown of what it is. Yeah, Overwatch is a third-person shooter. And you're going to have different characters that you can use. You can only play as one at a time. And... Yeah, it's a shooter, different types of roles. There's like support, like an assault kind of I think there's like a kind of like a medic role yeah, like too. Tanks and healers. Yeah, and you kind of gotta work as a team to you know get that W. And it's a really fun strategy game, strategy shooter, action packed. 
I had a really good time with it. But, you know, I, I spoke to Blake about this new title that came out recently a couple of weeks ago. It's like last week, actually, Overwatch 2, because there's been a lot of controversy behind it. You know, some people have been saying that, you know, the fact that the model got turned into free to play, a freemium kind of model <laughs> is not fair because, you know, this game that they know and love is now kind of been saturated by people who have disposable income to spend on the game and, you know, just be better than everyone else. And yeah, I don't know, man. How do you feel about that? Blake? Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, so <laughs> we're really talking about, I guess, a good example and a bad example of free to play. And, you know, Overwatch 2, I guess I would kind of echo a lot of what you said. I mean, it's very action packed. You know, I mean, it is objective based. I would kind of describe it as like a hero strategy based shooter. Like you really have to, you know, be focused on the objective or it's you're really going to lose. So you can't really just go in there, you know, acting like it's a, like a free for all. Like you have to be strategic and everybody kind of has like there's only there's five roles and everybody, you know, has a different role and different ability. Like every character has different controls and different abilities and you really have to you have to play to those strengths or you're just going to get wiped and like i've been in a couple matches where like if you're not working together like there's like two or three people on your team that aren't working together you are trapped in the spawn like all of you and you can't get out because you have to work together it truly like everybody on the team has a role and you have to work together but i guess kind of getting into the why you know this might not work so well Honestly, truthfully, Brandon, I think that this is an, an egregious, egregious rollout of this game. And I'm kind of coming at this from two angles. So I guess just to let everybody know, I guess what happened is they effectively, so I guess Overwatch 1 was a premium shooter experience. It cost $60. And now it's a free-to-play title in Overwatch 2. Nothing or very little from what I gather from seeing gameplay and, you know, reading what have different people have said that played Overwatch 1 and talking to Brandon, very little has changed from Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2. However, effectively what they did was delete Overwatch 1. So much so that if you put a PS4 Overwatch 1 disc into your PS4 or PS5, it downloads Overwatch 2. And I think that that's really egregious because if you're somebody that paid for this title, you paid for this. I guess what I'll say is most people consider these to be products. You know, they're marketed to us like products, buy them like products. They are sold like products. And essentially what happened was it's no longer a product. And people were realizing that, hey, even though I bought Overwatch 1, I paid $60 for it. I don't have the rights to it. It got deleted doesn't exist anymore. You cannot play Overwatch 1. You have to play Overwatch 2. And they changed up the whole the whole structure of it because instead of, you know, you paying for a premium shooter, now anybody can get in. There's no barrier to entry. And you know, there's two aspects to that. Like me personally, I didn't really want to pay for Overwatch 1. So I've been able to get in and have an absolute blast playing the game. But there are a lot of people that they bought Overwatch 1, and then now it's, oh, cool. Like, I have all the characters unlocked, but maybe my skins didn't transfer over. Or 
you know, maybe my favorite character that I used to play as, like, it's not the same anymore. Or, man, I paid $60 for this and I can't get this skin that is for my favorite character unless I buy the battle pass and get it to a certain rank. And, oh, gosh, this battle pass expires in 12 days. Like, it really sucks for somebody that, you know, had bought this title and really, you know, invested in it. And then suddenly it's gone. Yeah, it's that's rough, man. It's like you said, like, we spend 60 bucks on this game and you would expect to always have that version of the game accessible, right? But what they did here is kind of, in my eyes, it's not cool because, yeah, yeah it's very strategic, right? How do you gain more market share when your competitors have so much of it? You know, you decrease the barrier to entry, right? Make yeah, it. Yeah, you really have to be, you know, if you want to be anything in the, in the shooter space, you have to have a lot of players. Right. And, you know, this is the mark of a publicly owned company. They just have to do whatever they have to do to, you know, maximize profit for the shareholder. And that's cool. I totally understand that. But, you know, they're definitely sacrificing a lot there from a creative aspect and also like customer loyalty. You know, it's a flex of their power as a supplier that's just kind of nasty, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I mean, like they were able to effectively, you know, they sold a product and a couple of years later they deleted it. And I don't think it would be as bad if you had the expectation going into it. Like when you buy things that are not permanent, most of the time you know it. Right. I still have my copy of Pokemon Sapphire. Yeah, like every other thing, you kind of have that expectation. Every other video game, at least, you have that expectation that you can one day return to it and have that experience again. And it's really unfortunate that they had to just, instead of just leaving us with, you know, that title, they decided to go ahead and just force you into this payment model and that's really what's egregious and i don't know yeah no i mean that's a good point because if you like let's say if you're a person that loves overwatch you bought the 60 dollars original game you unlocked everything you got all these really cool skins they continued to support it and you got all of this stuff now in order to get all this stuff you have to pay ten dollars a month so in one year you're paying if you want to play it and unlock everything at the same level that you did previously, you have to shout $120. That's $10 a month. That's twice the price of a $60 title. Yep. And people are going to pay. I mean, I'm not going to tell anyone what to do with their money, especially not in video games. You know, if let's say this is the only game that somebody plays $120 on video games is nothing. But you know, if you're somebody that has, wants to play a couple different games and just so happens that this is your shooter it's really tough and i guess just to educate everybody a little bit this is a drm issue and which is digital rights management and that's who owns what if you buy a digital copy of a game who owns it and i think that that's you know really coming into question more and more as things like this happen or i haven't really talked about on the podcast but I mentioned before I have an Xbox, PlayStation, and a, a Switch. My Xbox won't turn on anymore. It died. I mean, it's lived a long life. You know, I mean, not everything lasts forever, but now I effectively have no way to play my Xbox games. 
because my original Xbox One, like it just won't turn on. Wow. And like Rest I in peace. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know for real. RIP to my Xbox One. But I mean, if I were to buy a new Xbox, I would still have access to those games. But there's a game that I own. Actually, there's a couple of games that I own on my Xbox that I love them. I wanted to play them on PlayStation, my new thing. And I really, you know, I went and I, I got a second copy of the game. I wish that I didn't have to do that, but, you know, that's what I did when I switched. I knew I was going to have to have that kind of price, or I guess I knew I was going to have to pay that cost when I switched over from Xbox to PlayStation. But it just stinks that we have to worry about who owns the games that we buy. All right, and I think uh, I think we had a Gengar corrupt our uh, save file there. So I, I think we're pretty much ready to end it up. I mean, we kind of said all we wanted to say, uh, or at least I said all I wanted to say, and I think we can kind of talk in loops when we can get onto, a, I guess, like a, a more negative tangent. But, you know, it stinks that this happened. It stinks that the game exists in this state. But yeah. it is still fun to play, and if you're somebody that, has never played Overwatch and is curious about checking it out. You can Check jump in. I jumped in and I had a great time with it. I did play with a couple friends and they were able to kind of show me the reins and, and what to do as yeah. a, a healer tank and a, a DPS character, which is just a damage character. And it's fun to play as all of them. So you might end up having a good time, but just, you know, be cautious of the free to play aspects of it. And sorry to anyone that. <laughs> bought the first one including you brayden it's too bad he, the tear shed sorry right. it's not the first time i've been been finessed by a company that makes games sorry right. yeah it happens more often than not unfortunately yeah but. seriously dude but on a more positive note let's talk about a game that makes me happy that makes us <laughs> all happy that's going to be the new modern warfare 2 that was released now I was kind of hesitant to purchase this in the beginning, but, you know, I'm glad I got it when I did. It's really an amazing title. They executed well. It has really some slight tinges of the original Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3, and it's a great title. How do you feel about it, Blake? Uh, hey, man, I was in the same boat, very hesitant to pull the trigger. I kind of did a gut check on day one, on the Friday, and... I saw, you know, there were like four people, four people on my friends list playing it. I talked to you earlier in the day. You had bought it. In my opinion, that's five reasons to get it if five five people, you know, have it. Because I mean, even I mean, in today's world where there's so many free to play games and it's hard to even get people, you know, to check out a free to play game that 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 real estate on your, your storage drive or on your hard drive on your on your storage. That's the prime real estate. And I purchased it, you know, I had the pang of, man, I just spent $70 on Call of Duty yet again, but that immediately went away. You know, I had so much fun playing it the first night, despite all of the issues, you know, getting into a lobby in a game on night one, I just had so much fun with it. And it really captures the spirit of the the Modern Warfare 2019, which I just love so much personally. And I'm so excited that Brandon, you're able to play it. You know, we were talking a little bit before we got on the mic that you were like, oh, the snipers just feel so good. And they truly do. This was the first game where I ran overkill and I had like an AR and a sniper. 
just because it just feels so good to play in this game. And the shooting and just the gunplay of it, it's just unmatched, in my opinion, to any game that's ever come out. That's an FPS. It just feels so good, and it's so fun. And I just can't wait to get more into it. I'm really excited for them to unlock the or to put out the hardcore mode. Hardcore oh, me too, bro. Hardcore team Dom with the submachine guns and actually I don't know if have you played a Call of Duty since they added the marksman rifles? Yeah, I have Vanguard. I love the marksman rifles. I would say marksman rifles are, are probably my favorite class. And once I unlock more of them, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have those on. I think I'm gonna be a an overkill guy and have two main weapons because I just think it's so fun to play with them. That's all I've been doing. Two weapons, especially with the new way to get camos, which I really enjoy. <laughs> I like it. I'm always a camo hunter. I really enjoy the challenge of trying to get these camos on your guns. And yeah. so this year, they actually incentivize you to try out every single gun. You don't just have to use that same exact gun yeah. over and over and over. You actually have to try out different guns in order to unlock challenges for that gun. And you'd like that? Gun. I do, because as you're playing, every single gun is already getting challenges unlocked. So it's kind of like a more cohesive way to complete the camel challenges if you're really trying to, you know, get diamond or gold. I think it's a way to just incentivize people to complete it. It makes it a little bit easier if you've been in the long run when you think about it. Yeah. I don't know. I personally disagree a little bit. I don't really normally go for the camos and i guess i'll leave it there i'm not somebody that normally chases that um especially in the beginning you know i don't have as much time to play as i have in the past i'm really just trying to unlock everything and kind of as brian said you have to kind of change up and try different weapons out and i'm really not a fan of that so normally i used to be very there's a linear tree and you'd kind of unlock this weapon is when you got to this level and you'd unlock this weapon when you got to this level and now you have to it's kind of like a tree it's like a branching structure so you'll unlock a certain guns based on level and then when you unlock those guns you have to level those guns up in order to get different things and i personally really don't like it because i mean brandon said he chases the camos I personally really like to chase the reticles. I really like to customize what it looks like when I look down the barrel of the gun. And I actually haven't even found a place to, and it might be in the game. I might've missed it. I can't figure out a way to customize the reticles. So I haven't figured that out. I don't know if it's in there. Um, If it's not, that's going to, you know, that's a big knock against it for me personally, but even just trying to unlock the sights is a pain in the, is a pain in the ass. And you have to, I really don't like the way they did it. I really want to try this one sight on this one gun, but it doesn't matter that I have that gun leveled up all the way. I have to basically, when I did the math, I had to unlock one gun by getting another gun to level 12. I had to get that gun, the next gun to level 16. And then after that, I'd unlock something and the scope that I wanted to try out unlocks a level four. So I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm going to have to grind three different guns in order to try out the site that I may like. And I think that that's, I don't really like that. I don't like that personally, but I mean, I can, one thing I will say is it keeps it fresh because 
I will like truthfully like it's like a tree. And once you get to the certain level of a gun where you can't unlock any more guns, I've been switching it out. So I'm not wasting any time. I'm trying to maximize it. And I literally I have a four or five different classes. Each one has a different gun in, in the first and second spot. I've got no overlaps. I'm leveling them all up. And then as soon as I get to it, I switch to the next class. And I don't know, I'm not the biggest fan of that personally, but. I mean, like, honestly, Brandon, like, if we're being honest, that's a pretty sweaty thing to complain about. <laughs> like, that's a really in-the-weeds Call of Duty thing to, you know, I guess to be upset about. And I think I had said previously, if it feels like Modern Warfare 2019, I'm in. And it does. And it's just so fun to play. I don't know if you can attest to that. I mean, I think you're having a great time, but... It's so much fun to play, bro. I don't think you could get the Radicals. Like, I don't think the Radicals is a thing you could, like change on your site not that i know of yet but yeah not that i know of yet either those challenges were my favorite part of 2019 but it's okay if they're not in there but it's just super fun to play this like the maps are really nice i honestly i take that back i wouldn't say they're really nice they're you know i mean they get the job done i definitely there are some, some really better cool maps. ones did you hear one of the maps that we might get sued for yeah it's a shame because that I think is the best map in the game right now. I think it's <laughs> really? so much fun I to play. Like you don't like the hotel map? So open. Oh, I think it's the opposite of open. I, I there's so many hallways. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you just gotta go around the outside, man. Change up your gameplay. I gotta, yeah. <laughs> I gotta play with you, dude. Like <laughs> hey. So I guess this came out on Friday and it's Wednesday. So we have not had a chance to play together, but I'm sure we're going to play so much of this. I think we'll probably be streaming it sometime soon. So check out our Twitch and check out our YouTube for that because it's a lot of fun. And you can hear me complain <laughs> about the different weapons when I'm in it. I'll probably <laughs> probably do something on that, but it's a lot of fun. There's one map that I really don't like. I don't like the map with the cars. I didn't mind it at first, but now that I've played it some more, I don't like it. And I mean, I, it's going to be there. It's going to be there. You know, this is so many there. cars to burrow. I just, that map had me raging. Yeah. Like I was honestly, at one point I was thinking about like, should I blow up every car just so I can't get caught like this? I'm not going to lie, man. I, I got put into that lobby the last game session I had. I was like, I've got like, I can run two matches. I don't want this match to be, I was like pressed for time. I left. I think if, if I get start, if I keep getting put into that match, I'm going to leave. Because I'm almost level 30, and I've played the hotel map once. So, and I know that like there might be something to that. because So basically, there's a map that it's very much reminiscent of, of a very, I guess, well-known hotel in Amsterdam. And the hotel is upset about being in the game without their permission, and they're trying to sue Activision. But I don't think anybody, from what I've heard on the... I guess the reporting that they did not go there prior to the the game and they only they made the map based on what they had on their website. So I don't know how true that is. That's just the reporting I've seen from Kotaku. So check that out. It's an interesting yeah, story. It's probably like a personal beef because the Activision team was probably there and just, you know, being being you know, rowdy. Yeah, maybe they maybe rowdy. they abused the mini bar, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they remember them. They're like, oh, yeah, we remember you guys right here. We're going to yeah. give you a hard time. Maybe this, this is, the lawsuit is just over a couple towels. You never know. Yeah, they just <laughs> maybe they were doing what they do out there and things got messy. You never know, man. 
But I guess, yeah, truly, I'm having a great time with it. I have some beef with the progression system, but it feels really good to play. Yeah. I love this game. Shout out to the people who made it. And we're definitely going to get some content out there for you guys. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. I guess it is worth noting on both Overwatch and, you know, Call of Duty. These are both from Activision and Blizzard. And, you know, they're still being investigated for toxic work environment, among other things. So just keep that in mind when you play these games. And, you know, I guess our hearts go out to those people that are still being affected by it. But I think, you know, I mean, the hope is, is that not everybody, you know, on these projects could be shitty. And there's thousands of people that work on them. So although, you know, you might be. And I think that they cleaned house a little bit, at least on on the Activision and Blizzard side. So the hope is that the people that have done the bad things aren't necessarily there anymore. For the most part. I think for the most part, you know. So I guess our hearts go out to anyone affected. But, I mean, they're fun games to play. They are. And uh, they always do a great job over there at Activision and at Blizzard. So really appreciate what you guys do for the community. Well, I guess I don't really have much else to say on I kind of want, I'm itching. I'm itching to get back on some cot. Dude, I want to <laughs> run. You want to run some right now? My neighbor just texting me. I'll have to see. I got to check, check with my lady. We'll have to yeah. see what's going on tonight. But Yeah, to see if you can get permission. I know what it's like. <laughs> and yeah, that's what happens when you, when you get older. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, they're great games. And I think that especially the free-to-play ones, they're absolutely worth checking out. For, for Call of Duty, I mean, I think it's worth it. You know, Brandon's having a great time, but maybe check out a Twitch stream, check out a YouTube video just to see if it's worth it for you because they are, yeah. you know, a premium $70 title and it's not going on sale anytime soon. So I guess before we ended up, I heard a rumor that this is not going to be an annualized Call of Duty. Do you think it's worth jumping in early? Yeah, because it's going to be every, this is going to be the one for the next two years. So yeah, maybe definitely, get this one early. definitely get this one early so you can prestige all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we had from the Sticky Buns podcast this time around. Thank you so much for listening. That means the world to us. Thank we you have- so much for tuning in, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah. You can support us on Twitch. You can support us on Patreon. You can support us on TikTok, Instagram. We have a YouTube as well. We've seen some of our YouTube videos have gotten some traction recently. So thank you if you're watching it. Thank you. Thank you. On YouTube. We really appreciate it. And I think that's about all I had, Brandon. You ready to end it up? Yep. Peace in the streets. <laughs> <laughs>